0: You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. I'm always interested in listening to other podcasts and to learn about Taiwan-related ones. Late last year, I heard about the Bilingual News podcast because there was an episode that generated some heated discussion among English-speaking foreigners in Taiwan. I was wondering what all the controversy was about, so I spoke to my friend Cindy about it. And it led to a discussion about how foreigners are viewed in Taiwan, and oddly enough, the discrimination that overseas Taiwanese sometimes experience in Taiwan. Here's our interview. Welcome to the podcast, Cindy. Hi, Felicia. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, you know, I would do something a little bit different. Um, usually, my podcasts are me interviewing a guest and... I wanted to bring you on because I had a conversation with you because I like to learn about other podcasts that are like Taiwan related and I heard about this podcast called the Bilingual News Podcast and apparently there was some kind of a controversy going on on this discussion forum called mm. For Umosa, which for people that don't know isn't English language discussion forum for English-speaking foreigners in Taiwan. And also, mm-hmm. to be transparent, For Mosa is a part sponsor of the podcast. And so a lot of these foreigners in this discussion thread were Talking about this particular episode that upset them, and my Mandarin Chinese is not that good, so I tried listening. And even though it's called the bilingual podcast, they really most of the podcast is in Chinese. So then I was like, mm. Hey Cindy, can you take listen? You know, what is this about? Yeah. Can you tell my listeners, like, what's the controversy? What happened? Okay, so, um, well, first of all,
1: thank you for even like. Thinking about me and it was very sweet of you because I do live streams and I do bilingual, truly bilingual, truly bilingual. And, you know, for me to say that isn't um, saying that they're not bilingual. It's just that um, I actually done research for them on this issues. So I'm just going to dissect it and let you, the audience, the listeners to figure it out on your own. And you make that conclusion for yourself. Um, When when I hear the word bilingual. I'm going to automatically assume it will be for all speakers that listen to Mandarin Chinese and English. However, with this bilingual podcast, it's mainly Chinese, Mandarin Chinese. And the only time that they had English was they were reading uh, news, magazine articles, anything that they wanted to talk about the worldly news. They, you know, that portion is English reading in English. Then they translate it into Chinese. Then they go into their discussion, which is still in Mandarin Chinese. So with that particular episode that you're talking about, um, I listened to it. At first, my first initial reaction was pretty shocked because I I thought, wow, what a platform, you know, and followers that. Big.:
0: i yeah, they're really popular you know? in Taiwan right
1: yeah very by um, by a lot of people even my students parents listen to them
0: uh-huh.
1: and and they were the ones like Miss Cindy if you're doing bilingual like you should listen to bilingual <laughs> <They were true. laughs> and and because of them I've actually listened to it and yeah. not gonna lie I listened to it for maybe no more than five minutes I don't listen to it anymore And only purely because, like I said earlier, it's mainly in Mandarin Chinese. Mm -hmm. And also, the humor that's being used in Mandarin Chinese, I don't understand. Because my Chinese is not that. Sure. And my Chinese isn't that great. From their speaking patterns and and, and, and humor, it's for a younger generation. I don't get it. I I, I don't understand. Okay. Okay, so for that, I I got curious because I was listening to that one episode. Yeah. Dang, that's pretty like, that's pretty like tough.
0: Well, it's interesting that you say that because when I read through some of the people commenting and complaining on 4 about the bilingual podcast episode, they're writing that the hosts think that foreigners don't understand Chinese. And so they wouldn't know that they were being made fun of on the podcast. And some people even accuse the podcast hosts of being racist.
1: The host is Kylie and Ken. Yes. And um, they're funny. They're both very funny. Kylie is definitely, for me, the much more outspoken. Mm-hmm. And then Ken is actually much more subdued. Yeah. And so for a lot of the comments that being said are much like the, what people will want to attack on, would probably be Kylie because she's the one saying you know um, what did she say um, what, what's that term that they use here in Taiwan a lot and it's not polite to 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 foreigners like oh, um, la wai la wai yeah um, to explain to to your audience la wai is it's like the equivalent of calling a, like uh, uh, asian person chinks and like mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not and I don't want to even say the N word for for a, a sure. black person it's like sure. you know we're all so sensitive that's why I, um for your lesson is i don't have a twitter account because to, <laughs> to me words <laughs> can be misconstrued yeah you know and even for vocal like verbally you know it's it's even harder sometimes i think um so it's not a nice term to call someone who's foreigner here in taiwan it's, it, mm. and, and with everyone being politically correct and sensitive i'm surprised that they took that route to to address that issue, or whatever that they did that what with, with the issue that Well, yeah, were that yeah, that was
0: part about. of the controversy, right was some of the people on the on this discussion forum were saying, "What do you guys think of lao? why is that a discriminatory term?" but then also it's my understanding that Ken had said something. About uh he was in some discussion group and he said mm. there was a he assumes it's a foreigner, yeah, that was complaining about how Taiwan has very strict regulations uh, for mm. COVID. And mm. Ken was commenting on that, and then he basically said, You don't like it, go back to your country. So a lot of people on the four UMOSA discussion forum were also upset about that, right?
1: Also, someone Actually, that I think for me, it was even more serious when somebody in the forum talked about how during their quarantine period, it felt like they were in a concentration camp. And people go, you don't even know what concentration camp feels like. Oh. And they also compare Taiwan into like communists. Oh, wow. Uh, 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 conj- so I mean, that was, was all intense. in
0: this group that Ken read or something, and then he was picking on them in the podcast. Is
1: that what happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was it, it would just... It was crazy, and then so I dig deeper. Yes. I dig deeper. Yes. And for me, um, I felt with their intelligence and their uh, and their popularity and clout, for me, and that's yeah. gonna that's gonna come out as me, someone like older speaking here, mm-hmm. is that I thought that with their intelligence, they could handle it better. And when I say handle it better, it means they're both very smart people. They're very smart. Um, I have a lot of respect for those two because I watch other episodes that they have done, and I'll explain that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. If 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 you didn't go, if you didn't go in and explore more of their other episodes, and also intensely being their fans or viewers, you would definitely target them as racist as well. Just you know, obviously yeah. for for be the comments by that they those made. Comments.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I would be if I didn't know them, yeah, or or, mm-hmm. or anything about previous um issues that they've done i i I think these two are doing a great job um providing what they know for worldly news to the generations to the young taiwanese listeners so for their placements that they have i thought that instead of bull you know people bullying at them or you know with with too many people bullying on social media they could set a record and put themselves in a different platform by not targeting and, and also basically putting themselves into that level and bullying back and if you see them on youtube you understand that certain episodes they actually drink alcohol to relax and they drink alcohol to have fun which as a as someone who's worked in this service industry yeah. for 15 years in the past. I'm telling you, I've seen people suit up the <laughs> most like, like respected and most like, you know, serious people turn into the most nastiest, meanest person. And you would, mm. you would not believe that was the same person that came into your bar. Mm. So with that being said, I think certain issues that they're going to talk and, and they're, they're funny because they were saying, I don't care what kind of attack that comes in they can handle it it seems that they can handle it yeah, which is yeah. all the power so then Kylie is trying to be um, Kylie is is aspiring to be a, a comedian oh. and apparently she yeah mm-hmm. that's their background so I even I checked her backgrounds and Kylie um because she's the much more um, outspoken one Kylie and and both can um, they're, they're they they want to have their show kind of like um, you know how American late night shows when you have comedians talking about everything in a world where news, politics, everything. And they they want to portray that for like John Oliver shows and Trevor Noah ideas. But one thing for me that I would love them and love to see is that if you watch John Oliver and if you watch Trevor Noah, you never really see them discriminate in the light that they did. For that, for that podcast, not, not the podcast, yeah, for that podcast show about foreigners, you know, yeah, funny, haha, Anissa, you don't target people, you can't. Yeah, that's very interesting.
0: Nice. Yeah, for sure, I love Trevor Noah. I don't think mm-hmm. I ever feel like he says something derogatory, or belittles people, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly he uses humor a different way to mm-hmm. get his ideas mm-hmm. across. Um, mm-hmm. And I've heard people compare Ken and Kylie more so to howard stern or joe mm. rogan saying that they're mm. a little bit their humor is a little bit more like that like a little more in your face or whatever mm. so maybe there's a distinction but, to be made there
1: yeah but even
0: even joe and howard is a total different
1: like they're all, they're both so extreme i personally don't think joe is like is that derogatory you know, Howard just being Howard. That's just,
0: that's just Howard. Howard's always known <laughs> yeah. to be that guy. Well, you know? he's called, he isn't called the shock jock for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A little background
1: on Ken. He actually immigrated with his family when he was very young to Canada. And then he found his way back to Taiwan um, later after college, I think. Um, Kindly, on the other hand, is basically born and raised in Taiwan. Okay. And she, she went abroad to, to study. And, then came back.
0: and now for a short break, we're proud to say that Talking Taiwan is now a 2021 Golden Crane award winning podcast. Talking Taiwan is a Golden Crane award winning podcast and the longest running Taiwan related podcast. We are dedicated to bringing you stories connected to Taiwan and Taiwan's global community. Help us to grow and continue producing engaging content by making a contribution on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash TalkingTaiwan. My understanding that uh, most of their uh, viewers and listeners are local Taiwanese and they speak mostly in Chinese.
1: 25
0: to 34. Yeah. It's unfortunate that uh, a lot of these people, these English-speaking foreigners, got a bad impression of them and were really criticizing them and um because in preparation to have this conversation i talked to one of my mm. friends who actually listens to them a lot and i think he's yeah he's similar to you he was born in taiwan but then came over to the u.s quite young but his chinese is pretty good and he said well you know you have to like look at overall what they're doing because they have had mm. guests from the green green camp and the blue camp mm. and they pretty much dissolve all of them <laughs> um, and uh, he thinks that they're actually doing a service in a way by bringing uh, international news to local Taiwanese like in a way that they can relate to it in the way that the local Taiwanese can relate to it. So it's interesting. And I, then I had other friends who were turned off because there was supposedly an episode in which they said that the New York Times was a CCP mouthpiece or something like that. It's really interesting. People really either love or hate them. People have very mm. strong reactions about this particular podcast. One part that I want to point out is that they were talking about concentration
1: camp at the quarantine hotel. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I actually know people here. Mm-hmm. that went to quarantine for like mm-hmm. two weeks because yep. depending on the price you pay, cause it's expensive. Yes. The, yes. the cheap price, you actually get a room with no windows. Mm. Wow. And you know what? To be honest with you, the only light you get for 14 days is that light in the room. Trust wow. me. Anybody who goes through and, and, you know, think about it. Just, lock yourself in a room with no windows and only right. one, like, yeah. really quick, like, right. those, like, mm-hmm. fluorescent lights, like, I don't care what you feel. You, you, you do feel like you're in a prison camp. You do. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, be- it's be- depending on how much money you're, you can afford for a quarantine sure. hotel. Sure. So I, I think that if, if listeners can be sensitive and also the speakers, the hosts can be sensitive,
0: we can all meet halfway. You gave a pretty fair assessment because it's like, on the one hand, if you listen to the episode uh, in question, you would think that Ken was, like, pretty insulting to, like, the foreigners in Taiwan Mm. by just saying, like, just Mm. go back to your country. But on the other hand, um, why did the foreigner complain about the quarantine situation? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, if you don't have that many means, and you can't afford Mm. the higher priced hotel room, and you're in a windowless room for 14 days, that's a very different experience. And maybe it does feel like prison.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I care a lot for me that 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 comment from him, I was very sensitive to it, because he also as an immigrant, he knows the feeling when you were in a Western country. And when people used to say, I'm sure like, like, I, you know what, I was very lucky. You're talking about for Ken, right? Yeah, for Ken, because he made yeah. that comment, go back mm-hmm. to your country. Yeah. For me, I was like, you know, you yourself as an immigrant, I'm sure, I don't know where he was in Canada. I'm sure in his days, he has someone tells him something like that, or, or per se, and even with reason COVID situations with with the Asian hate crimes, all, um, you know, all that people say, is, you know, everybody's life like Asian life matters, all the movements. I'm sure you, you'd be hurt if somebody said that to you. So you went through that process. Would be important that you do not portray that same negativity onto a newer generation and also now that you have a platform to share. And I was surprised with his intelligence. I was like, oh, oh Ken, no, 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 no. That's better. not good, you know? He, he definitely could do better because he's smart and he's Mm -hmm. he's a sensitive one if you if you watch other episodes episodes he's a sensitive one it's a he both of them are sensitive but he's a sensitive one. he he thinks through before he speaks but when he said that I was like wow these haters want to push you there and they did and they won you got to do better when you have a platform like that you know
0: yeah, it's unfortunate because um, as a visible minority in uh, the U.S., Canada, or whatever Western country, sometimes you do get people calling you names or saying "go back to your country." And as we've seen mm. with COVID, people are literally saying that because they think that people brought it over. It's a very sensitive subject. If anything, we I would hope that people have learned that it's a small world and that we're all in it together because. COVID has impacted everybody all around the world, and we need to work together to coexist and find better ways to deal with these things. I have to point something out. I went and looked at their podcast on Apple Podcasts, and you know, on Apple, you can categorize your podcast under different categories for the subject matter, and theirs is actually classified as comedy So that will tell you something So some people who are like saying like, oh, they're, you know, about how they represent the news or their, you know, their humor and all that they're classified themselves as comedy under a podcast. So that might give you some.
1: Yeah, then then that makes sense. But you know, like, obviously, Apple Music are being smart. They they let let people like have categories. But to be honest, for me. Having them being categorized as comedy, I think is also not fair to them because those two do bring a lot of positivities to the audience.
0: They chose that themselves is my point also, because as a podcaster, when you set up your account, Mm. you need to pick what your category is for your podcast. Mm. So if that's that's something to think about, too. We had a conversation before we came on here and we were talking about. There are some negative stereotypes, unfortunately, of foreigners in Taiwan. And we also reflected on some things that uh, we've been through as I've been a teacher in Taiwan as well. So, yeah, you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Um, I do a, well, I should say now, I used to do a bilingual, like a real Mandarin, English, mainly, then secondary Mandarin Chinese bilingual live shows, Mm -hmm. starting through Mimi show apps, and then 17 media um, live show apps. And now is on just just on my Facebook, sometimes on Instagram. And um, because of these, what we would call discrimination, I am now doing it in all English. You face
0: discrimination.
1: Mm, yes, yes. As a, you know, a Taiwan-born American, in the world of Taiwan, they still see blonde hair, blue eyes, mm-hmm. or any other color mm-hmm. um, ethnicity group that's not Asian, mm-hmm. foreigner. Mm-hmm. So in details to your audience, it means they would rather hire somebody from Latin America that their first language is in English, over someone like me, who's a native, or you, um, who's a native, and they actually will say it to your face. Um, I actually had an experience; it was so oh, it was such a distaste
0: experience
1: mm-hmm. for me because I I I was taking care of my father, you know, helping my mom, and right. I just needed that. I just wanted a part-time job just to keep myself busy, and I went right. into a big like a big. Bushi chain. Mm-hmm. And I went in US passport, I couldn't fill out the form because the form was in Chinese. Chinese, sure. And my mother, yeah, and my mother had to help me fill it out. Yeah. And they wanted me to read. And uh, they were questioning. And then I had to read an article just to read. Yeah, the lady at front immediately says, just to let you know, we're looking for foreigners
0: wait they made you read an English article right because they want to test your English and they still said that to you because obviously our listeners can hear your English
1: yes and they still said that to me so I challenged her this is when I was feisty when I first came back this is 2005 you know you know I was even more -er. (laughs) here and so I said I said and I actually went I actually said to her I go excuse me how foreign does it have to be? Cause I'm trying to force her to say what she wants to, what she needs to say. I said, so how foreign should I be? And she goes, we're looking for someone who's white. Wow. Wow. And that was my, that was my interview. She didn't even put me in. She didn't even, she wasn't even professional enough to put me in an office. She set it right outside. In the open. In an open space. So that anybody who comes in from the door, could hear this conversation and they said it out loud and they said our students and because it's a it's a place for learning for student like kids to adults Mm -hmm. want someone who's white so I challenged it back then so so you got I said so you have problems hiring somebody who's black and they said we prefer white wow that was the conversation I had and that that put me it just put me And and uh, I was so angry, but because I was running into like that problem all the time. This is down south, and I was shown back Mm -hmm. in the days. Right, right. I was very lucky. Encouraged by my mother, she said, "Cindy, you love music. You love teaching. Why don't we just start small and let's build your music studio? You can teach piano with." English because he can't yeah. speak Chinese and he would speak yeah. a bit of Taiwanese <laughs> why don't we just like you know and my yeah. my, my first teacher Li Jingling my, my my Taiwan music teacher also gave me that advice I said Cindy you should just teach music with English that's your forte so I used my weakness by not speaking Chinese and open a business that's how I started my business yeah, yeah, okay. and so the discrimination was was that and I know you you went through the same thing
0: Yeah, I mean, I taught English in Taiwan. And what happened to me was I also uh, went to a cram school and tried to get Mm. a job when I first started out in Taiwan. And they tried, well, they gave me a student that needed a teacher who could speak Mandarin or Mm. Taiwanese. And when I was interviewed by them, I told them, I don't really speak man. I don't speak Mandarin, first of all. Yes, I can speak some Taiwanese, but very basic conversational level. Mm. And mm-hmm. I wanted to teach professionals because I said I'm a native English speaker. I was born in the US. Yeah, I mm-hmm. also have a US passport. And I can teach people business English because there's a lot of business people that want to improve their English. That's the level at which I should be teaching adults. And they gave me a student who needed a teacher that could speak Taiwanese. And I had a very hard time functioning with him because I my Taiwanese wasn't good enough to help him. But that's also discrimination, because in
1: in, in their mind, they just assume because our ethnicity is Asian, Mm -hmm. they just assume Mm -hmm. that we can speak, you know, Chinese.
0: Cindy and I also talked about how some Taiwanese don't distinguish between different types of foreigners.
1: I have to correct my family members. Don't don't see a foreigner and think them as Americans. No, they're not Americans. You know, they are foreigners. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. And Canadians doesn't want to be called their American, you know, or you know, an English person does not want to be called their Americans. Everybody is proud of where they're from. And so we
0: should just respect that. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you um, being on another episode to talk about this issue. Hopefully it gave people some interesting insight into life in Taiwan. Thank you for having me, Felicia. Anytime you know I'm here for you, you're doing great things. I've been speaking with Cindy Wu. If you enjoy this episode, go on over to Audible or Apple Podcasts and leave us a review there. It helps others to discover Talking Taiwan tell a friend about us, or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. To learn more about any of the items mentioned in this episode, visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. There will list any related links. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Alicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by forumosa.com.